We all wanna be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. All right, my friends, welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King, and I have another host and coach in the house with me today. Welcome to the show, Kelsey Aida. I'm so excited to have you. I like couldn't hit record quick enough. Well, like, I know. Our conversation was just already starting to flow. How are you? going to be great. I'm excited. I'm good. I'm really good. I was just telling you before we hit record that I'm a little tired because I just got a new puppy and I just got married in destination wedding and it's just a lot all at once, but it's all good things, you know? So I'm just like trying to hold it all in my nervous system without having a breakdown of too much goodness. <laughs> too much goodness. <laughs> well, and I love that you brought that up because I think that there is something so important about that, of all of the goodness and how that can be, uh, even though it's all good, like it's an overload to your system, right? And your system's not used to it. It's constantly giving feedback. So I'm just really excited to chat with you about all things, radical self-love manifestation. And I'm so excited to get your take on affirmations because I have my own thoughts and opinions about affirmations. And I'm excited to hear your process as well. I think one of my favorite things about having a podcast is getting to speak with like-minded people and just specifically like learning their own methodology and how they do things. And it's just, it's such a like powerful conversation to have. So thank you so much for being here. So why don't we just start in the beginning about who you are, what you're up to in the world? Yeah. So the interesting part of my story starts when I was in my late teens, early adulthood, and I was suffering from depression. It was kind of like the perfect storm of like going on hormonal birth control and practicing my whole life to be a ballerina, but then getting injured and also just lacking emotional intimacy in my life and with myself. And that caused me to just spiral into a dark hole where I got kind of stuck at the bottom of the hole for like a good three years. And by the third year, I was like, okay, like this is not sustainable. I got to figure out how to feel good and enjoy my life. And like, I'm over this. Right. So I basically set an ultimatum to God, to life, to the universe. And I was like, yo, what's a girl got to do to get some help around here? Like, I'm really struggling. I need to figure out how to enjoy my life or I'm just not going to be about it. Like I'm going to peace out if I don't figure it out. Right. So once I said that basically like wish or demand, <laughs> of course, I started manifesting all the right tools and resources to help me get better. I started seeing a therapist. I was working with a shaman. I was reading a lot of good books, listening to a lot of great podcasts, just absorbing all the perspectives that were helping me to feel better one step at a time. And eventually, I was able to heal from depression just with mindset work, body work, uh, breath work, energy work, no medicine. Not that I'm against medicine, but I just didn't want to take any because like drugs was part of what got me into the problem in the first place. So I was like, no drugs. And um, I basically empowered myself out of the hole. And then 
a few weeks after I started feeling better, this was like pretty quick turnaround, probably in a month I healed like fully and then surpassed where I was before I even was depressed. So I was feeling so good, better than I'd ever felt before. And it was from all the spiritual and emotional work that I was doing. And I just was like, I can't keep all this information to myself. Like I literally had depression for three years and now I feel the best I've ever felt. I'm crying tears of happiness. I'm so grateful for my life. I feel amazing. Like I need to share everything I've learned, everything that works, what doesn't work, what's been the most helpful. And that's when I decided that I wanted to be a personal development and self-empowerment author. Um, but of course, like nobody knew who I was and I didn't want to write a book in vain. Like I needed people to actually read the book. So I started a blog so I could build a following. And at first I was just blogging about like how to overcome your anxiety and your depression and raise your vibration and feel better. And then it was a lot of manifesting and then it evolved into self-love and Really, I'm just here to help people break through their blockages, manifest their best life, raise their vibration, heal from whatever they're healing from, and to really live their best life in whatever capacity that looks like for them because I feel like life is too short and I don't believe in unnecessary suffering. So I help expedite the healing process for people and the elevation and growth process so that they can do it faster and better into a higher capacity. So that's my story in a nutshell. Uh, that's what I do. As far as how I do it, I host retreats. I have one-on-one -on -one coaching clients. I have a podcast called High Vibe in It. I've written more than five personal development books now, some on affirmations, some on manifesting, one on self-love. And I'm just always teaching, really. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, isn't it so amazing when you can turn your mess into a message, how it just becomes your mission to be like, okay, I was able to get out of this hole and I want to help others do the same. It's yeah. Well, thank God, because otherwise I think I'd be a little resentful. Like I went through all that for nothing. <laughs> like, at right, least right. Is, like, what is the lesson in this lining? Right. At least it wasn't in vain yeah. for the well, people think, and myself. Oh, and I think a part of it too, is when you're going through a hard time, it's like you, I think one of the key elements to getting through it is believing that it has to be something bigger or greater than you. And when you're going through such a, when it's suffering, right. It's like your pain of pain of being a human is inevitable. It's hard being a human being, but the suffering is optional and just being able to help other people expedite that is so powerful. So let's start with radical self-love. Like let's dive in. Cause it's such, you know, it, it's, it's had its moment and it's still such a buzzword, such a taboo word. Uh, but I know for myself, when I am loving myself and my whole self, not just like the part of me that is like doing all of things, like the shadow part of me, that's yeah. when I create the most quote unquote success in my life is when I love all parts of myself. And I think it's important for people to understand what that actually means. So how do you walk your clients through how to deeply and unconditionally love themselves? Yeah. First of all, I love your 
explanation and example of it because to love the whole self is true, radical, unconditional self-love, right? Like it's easy to love the part of you that's like awesome or really pretty or really nice or like gets a lot of good things for you in your life. But it's harder to love the parts of ourselves that are like the inner critic or the needy Nelly or like whatever. We have all these parts right in our psyche. It's not mm-hmm. it's not just one of us. There's a whole ecosystem living in there. <laughs> and um to love it all is really where it's at. And I think people get confused because they think to love themselves is to like next level, like themselves, right? Like, oh, in order to love myself, I have to like everything about myself. But it's an important distinction to make because loving in that capacity is like, oh, I love pizza. Like, yeah, it's easy to love pizza. That's not what we're talking about when we talk about radical self-love. When we talk about radical self-love, we're talking about love being used almost as a synonym for like embracing, understanding, having compassion for, including every part of yourself, holding space for yourself, finding out what you need, going for what you need directly, living in alignment with your values. I mean, there's so many ways to practice self-love and to love yourself. But at the end of the day, it's really like a practice of inclusion and becoming whole so for example you love your dog right so you take your dog in as a part of yourself and your dog's well-being is your well-being if your dog's having a bad time you're having a bad time because you take positive ownership of your dog Mm -hmm. that's what we do with ourselves when we start to practice self-love we say okay my needs matter to me. My desires matter to me. What I want in this life, what I need in this life, what I value in this life all matter to me. How I feel matters to me. And that's like reclaiming yourself, taking positive ownership of all your different parts and aspects. And in doing that, that's when you're really practicing radical self-love. I love that. I love the example of, of your dog, right? Or my dog. I think that that is such a beautiful way to illustrate this concept because it's like when we love our whole entire self, the parts that we don't necessarily like, doesn't matter if we don't like them, we still bring it in. And I think to me, that's where ultimate alignment comes from because when you're out of alignment, it's because that part of yourself is not their needs, their needs aren't being met. And I'm noticing that more and more, because I think the the deeper you go with this work, (laughs) it's just like, it's more in your face. You're just more aware of what's happening where when you're newer to it, you're just a little bit more unconscious. And you just think that there's something wrong with you. You're like, oh, I keep self-sabotaging. That means I'm broken and there's something inherently wrong. When in fact, it's like, no, I'm self-sabotaging because there's a part of me that's calling for my attention. And so I love the way that you describe that because that is radical self-love is being able to look to the part of yourself that you have pushed aside or have ignored for so long and bringing them in. So how does this tie into manifestation because if like to me it kind of seems like self-love and self-acceptance and and meeting yourself there is the first step to actually manifest what you want in your life yeah it is and then to zoom out how they tie together is basically when you practice self-love and you're creating that inner harmony 
you can think of the law of attraction as the law of mirroring, right? Your circumstances are going to mirror that back to you. So if you have a lot of internal alignment going on, you're not at war with yourself anymore. You're not hating certain parts of yourself. You're not shunning them. You're not pushing them away. You're creating a lot of inner peace. That's going to manifest in every area of your life. And especially when you master your relationship with yourself via self-love, all the relationships in your life, which pro tip, everything in life is a relationship, even with social media, even with food, even with your car, everything, not just people and pets. So when you can think of it that way, you master the ultimate relationship, every other relationship gets easier and becomes more harmonized. Mm -hmm. So it really just makes what you're seeing in the mirror, more peaceful, more easy, more harmonious, and it makes you more, um, it makes you better at being like an effortless manifester once you have that internal alignment, which is why when I'm working with clients and hosting retreats, the two go hand in hand where we're doing a lot of self-love work. And yes, the intention setting work is awesome and fun and releasing those blockages is great too, but it really does start with the self-love because when you can create that internal harmony, it manifests effortlessly outside of you in many different ways. Mm, so good. I agree with you. Everything is a relationship, which like ultimately if you are loving and accepting of yourself, it makes everything else. You're more loving and accepting of those things as well. Um, and I think too, when you were just speaking about like creating that harmony, that is the key. I think that's where people get so focused on the action of like, okay, I'm manifesting my dream life. I got to go out and like make it happen. But when you're not in alignment with like yourself, if you're not loving yourself, it gets really hard to take those actions. Yeah. And like no amount of misaligned action is going to make up for like your non-harmonious state. So like you can effort all you want, but if you're not in internal alignment, like is you're just going to get tired and not get to the end goal. When if you do the energy work first and you do the healing work first and you learn to love yourself first, then you set an intention and next week it's like already happening. You're like, oh, that was easy. (laughs) Right. Right. Effortless. Right. So, okay. So let's talk about manifesting money because this comes up a lot with my clients as I'm sure they come, it comes up with your clients as well, right? People who want to manifest lots and lots of money. So talk to me about how you use radical self-love to manifest, you know, financial freedom. Yeah. Well, I think when you can appreciate like the abundance of your life and you can create a life in all areas that feels really good to you, which starts with like, what are my values? What are my needs? What are my desires? And then giving yourself permission to go for that. The money is almost like a side effect Mm -hmm. because you're usually doing work that feels exciting to you because you're listening to your values. You're listening to what lights you up. You're listening to what feels good to you. So it's easy to produce money in that way or you're just magnetic and you're really good at receiving your own love. And so you're good at receiving money. So there's a lot of ways that it can cross over, but it's interesting that you want to talk about money manifestation because so I'm pretty psychic. Also, we didn't really get into that, but there was a second spiritual awakening where I had a Kundalini awakening. It was spontaneous as a whole thing. And then I became a psychic medium and blah, blah, blah. But fast forward to now, I can get a really good sense of like, what's happening in the collective and I've been feeling lately that like money manifestation is a key point that as a society people really want to master because like we're sick and tired of living in lack and also the economy is crazy so like if we can control our own economy right not what's going on everywhere else it's really empowering so 
I actually just created a course called Money Magnetics that walks people through my system for manifesting more money, but it's the same as manifesting anything else. And there is a lot of self-love involved because you have to be able to like look at where you've been getting a little tied up without judgment in order to release that resistance and like move through it. But Mm -hmm. just to give like a little bit into the how, my process is really a matter of like, okay, what do we want to create, right? We got to know that. Then we got to go a step deeper and know why we're trying to create that. Like what feelings are we actually after? Because sometimes we think we want one thing, but if you don't know the goal of the goal, then you don't actually know like what you're going for. So you get clear about that. You ask, how can I start going for this directly? Or why aren't I going for this already? What's stopping me from feeling this way or getting more of this thing, in this case, money? And then, you know, you can set some numbers, you can do some scripting, you can do the intention setting work. But the more important thing is to do the resistance releasing work, which a lot of manifestation teachers don't talk too much on this. They say, oh, just ask for it and it is given, which is like true, except when it's not true. (laughs) And and it's not true if you're not like perfectly all of you 100% on board with what you say that you want. A lot of people say they want more money, but they have all these disempowering beliefs about money. Like uh, people who have a lot of money are X, Y, and Z. Um, I was never meant to have that much money because whatever reason, money is dirty. Um, Every time I have money, I spend it. So why would I want to bring in more anyway? You know, we have all these narratives. And until you can untangle those, and release them and erase them and replace them with better ones, it's going to be hard to manifest money no matter how much intention setting work you do, right? So it's all about that energetic alignment, releasing resistance, and a really good way for your listeners to just start on the resistance releasing journey is to ask yourself the simple question, is there any part of me, going back to the parts work, is there any part of me that's not on board with me having more money right now? And then just sit and listen. (laughs) And if you're really open, you'll like notice little parts of your psyche, like ding, 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 like raising their hands. Like, well, I don't think we should have more money right now because this, this, and this. And I don't think we should have more money right now because this and money is bad because this and blah, 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 you know? And once you start to open that Pandora's box, you can bring all those subconscious beliefs and little blockages into the light And from there, you get to decide if you want to keep them or not, right? You start sifting and sorting, you start replacing. And then once you have more alignment, the money starts to come. And also there's the part of the inspired action, which is the non-sexy part of like, you also have to do something. (laughs) It's not just going to arrive like Amazon Prime style. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes it does. Like I know for me, when I do my money manifesting meditations that I've created and stuff, like it'll come in interesting ways. Like I just got married and I was doing my meditations and I got a lot of kizash from the wedding. Like it can come in different ways, right? But that's not sustainable. (laughs) The more sustainable way to bring in the money is whatever is sustainable for you, which is usually, you know, what you do in the world, how you provide value. So um, yeah, that was a really long answer. Did that answer? Oh my God. I mean, that just like opened up all these other questions, but I love that answer. And I love, I mean, now I want to know more about the psychic work that you're doing. Um, But I think what you said about the resistance work, you know, what, what we resist is where the work lies, but what about the people that are just don't want to go there? Like they just, then I would say you don't want it that bad. Yeah. (laughs) 
totally. you know, like if you're not willing to like do the work, then that's fine. Don't do it. But also like, don't expect the breakthroughs, you know? Right. I think, and I think there's this like level of entitlement. I know I have fallen into that trap of like, I'm doing all of this stuff. Like it should just come easily. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're not, we're not entitled to rainbows and butterflies all of the time. And the resistance is where the magic is truly. And I love that you created a, um, it seems like your process is really, it's simple and doable, but doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy because the hardest part is that resistance. Uh, well, it's just like getting out of your own way and not being scared of what you'll find. Right. Like it's already in there. There's nothing right. to be scared of. It's more scary to let it be, to let it stay unknown. And yes. that's what you're manifesting from. That's more scary to not know your points of attraction, not know what's going on in like your subconscious mind. Right. What's less right. scary is to like, look at it all and be like, okay, here's what we're working with. Now, right. what are we going to do about it? Right. And I love that. That is such a good point is that it's like, what's scary is not knowing. Um, and I think that that's like the, the, the tiny shift. So let's say, you know, you're doing the manifestation work and then you find these blockages. How do you troubleshoot your manifestation blocks? Yeah. So that question that I offered is one way, but there's like so many ways to untangle resistance. I'm writing a whole book about it. <laughs> I'm literally working on a book called Why the Law of Attraction Works for Some People, But Not You. And each chapter is basically like a way to untangle and work with and release your resistance. And sometimes discovering your resistance, whether it's with a coach, whether it's via journaling, whether you're contemplating in meditation, just asking good questions seeing it is enough to let it go, right? Like if you see that you have a belief like, oh, all rich people are evil. And they're like, okay, well, that's not true. Like I know some rich people who are really nice and doing awesome things for the world. Like that's dumb. I don't choose to believe that anymore. Moving on. Sometimes it can be like really easy to work through things and just let them go as soon as you see them. But when it's not as simple as just seeing it and being ready to let it go, that's when we have to do a little bit of work and we start to question like, okay, can I know for certain that that's actually like the only ultimate truth? Or did I just learn that somewhere along the way? Is that my programming? Is, is that what I think because something bad happened to me? We have to start to question these, these thoughts and beliefs and stories and narratives that aren't serving us. And it's not always easy to do that by yourself because it's hard to see your own blind spots. That's why they're blind spots. <laughs> That's why there's people like us coaches to help you be like, did you know you were thinking about it like this? Mm -hmm. Or have you, have you noticed the way you're talking about this and looking at it? Like it might be a little bit less painful to think of it like this. Or how about if we question that, like, is there a better belief that you would rather inherit so you can feel more empowered around this topic? But um, a really good resource I want to point people to I created this mini course that's only like 17 bucks and it literally has three videos and each one's like 30 minutes and it will take you through my resistance releasing process. One of the videos. Um, so I'll give you the link to that. So you can put it in the show notes, but really it's about identifying the resistance and then questioning it and like reworking with it. But it depends on what comes up the way that you do that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because there's different things that come up. So sometimes they need different processes. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the, some of the ways that, that resistance shows up? Because yeah, like it, a lot of times, I mean, it's mentally, right? Of, oh, this is too hard. I don't want to do this. I don't want to look at it. But then there's the uh, 
physical, right? There's the body response. And that I think is a little trickier because our body, I mean, if it, if your body is storing some sort of memory, something from your past, it's sending signals to your brain. Like you can't outthink it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. no, this is unsafe. We don't want to go there. And so your body sends the message to your brain and your brain's like, okay, yeah, no, this is unsafe. Let's not go there. Let's go do something. You know, let's scroll on Instagram or go online shopping. Yeah. And I think like, if it's a mental problem, you got to work with the mind. If it's a body problem, you got to work with the body. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to go through that same system to kind of help unlock and untangle it. And that could be like getting a massage. If you have a knot in your back, if it's manifesting like that, that could be doing cranial sacral therapy, like getting your nervous system, right. That could be dancing movement, breath. Like there's a lot of ways to move energy in the body. Um, but yeah, not to cut you off, but I feel like you have to, you know, go in where it is in the way that it's manifesting is really helpful. Yeah. So when you're walking someone through that process, it's like identifying it. And so if it's an, if you know, if it's a a thought you can go through it with the thought, but what do you do when it is the body? Yeah. So for me in session with clients, I do a lot of body work and it comes down to like unconditional presence with whatever is within the body, especially the emotional body and the physical body. Cause they're really, it's hard to separate the two. They're very linked. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's say if we notice that, let me give like a tangible example. So it makes more sense. Let's say one of my clients really wants to manifest a loving relationship. She's like, I'm ready to meet my person. This is the time I'm excited. But every time she thinks about it, she's like, not in her stomach. She's like, like I have to do dating, I have to do all this stuff, right? It's like giving her this physiological unease. So I would guide her. I'd be like, okay, let's take a few breaths and just set the intention to be unconditionally present with this unease and like know that you're safe in doing this. Like, it's not going to hurt you. Don't worry. Like, I'm right here with you. And I'll have her breathe and just allow the sensations in her stomach to be there, to get bigger, to rise, whatever's happening in there, just giving your attention to it without needing to make it change or go away, without attaching any stories to it, without making it mean anything bad. We're just going to observe, right? So we're observing. Maybe she's reporting back to me. Okay, yes, I'm feeling it. There's some nuts in my stomach. Feels super uneasy. It's probably like a level eight sensation, doesn't feel good, but I'm breathing. So I'll just be like, okay, keep breathing. Let's keep watching. Let's keep seeing this. And usually when people breathe and they look at it without judgment and they let it live without trying to suppress whatever the feeling is, Mm -hmm. it starts to change by itself because the emotional body knows how to heal itself. The physical body knows how to heal itself, right? You don't have to think really hard to like make your cuts go away. They just do naturally over time. So it's a way to expedite the healing process when you give unconditional presence and you just hold space for what is. And then after a few minutes of breathing, I might check back in and be like, hey, how's it going? She'll, she'll say like, oh, it's a three now. feels really easy. It's kind of moved into my heart. feels a little fluttery. And then we'll just be present with that for a few moments. And then maybe it moves into her head and we're present with that. And eventually she comes to a space of relief and she's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was so afraid to feel that thing. But now I feel so much better just from allowing it and not resisting it, right? Yeah. So that's one super powerful practice that I do with all of my coaching clients in different capacities because it doesn't only teach you emotional resiliency and how to move energy in your body and how to not resist your existence being a human, which is very helpful. But 
it helps you to just clear the energy space of your body so that you can call more stuff in. You can be more aligned and more harmonious, like how we mm-hmm. talked about before. So that's like probably my favorite way to work with and move energy in the body. And it doesn't even require body movement always. I mean, sometimes it can if you want to go into your yoga, or your dancing or you're working out or whatever. But a lot of times it's just being with the sensations, mm-hmm. breathing through, sending love to them without needing them to move or change or do anything different, they'll naturally move and change and heal. Mm, so good. Uh, so, and I think like this is just so important to talk about because I do think when people focus on manifestation, they are so focused on like thinking about what they want instead of like getting into their body. So I love this process that you have for working with resistance and also how resistance release is a big part of your process. So let's talk about affirmations because when I think about money mindset, it's like you're, you're constantly inundated with all of the lovely manifest or the, all the lovely affirmations for money mindset. And, you know, I find that a lot of my clients come to me and they'll be like, I'm like, what are you already trying? They're like, I'm trying affirmations, but they don't really work. And I think that just perpetuates the belief, subconscious belief that something's wrong. It's like, well, it works for everyone else. Everyone says do positive affirmations. It's not working for me. So how do you use affirmations with your work that actually help people feel better and not make them feel worse? Yeah. (laughs) So I love that you opened this can of worms because affirmations is a soft spot for me. I've written multiple books on affirmations and how to do affirmation work in a very authentic way. My first book, hashtag actually I can, the art of affirming yourself to greatness is all about using affirmations in a way that does feel good and doesn't hurt you and make you feel stupid or bad, right? Because like the 80s approach, the fake it till you make it is not where it's at. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to manifest more money and you're like, I'm a billionaire, you're gonna feel so stupid, so fraudulent, so discouraged right off the bat. And that's not doing anything good for you. That's just making you judge yourself, right? Right. Like it's not gonna make you a billionaire. Yeah. They're like, just believe that you can. You're like, I don't believe that I can, but I don't, right? (laughs) So it's like, when you're in that space, you got to like bring it back down to earth. You got to bring it back into your body and your psyche and recite things or write things or say things or repeat things that feel true enough for you or at least like within reach. So with that example, I mean, I don't know a lot of people who actually are trying to be billionaires. Like, I don't think a lot of people feel that they need that much money, but let's go with millionaire. I think that's more relatable. So that's we right. all want to be millionaires, right? I want to be billionaires, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to be a millionaire, instead of saying, I'm a millionaire, I live in my mansion, I blah, 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 whatever affirmations you've probably been sold on, you can soften them and make them more authentic and say, I think I'll become a millionaire in this lifetime. I'm on my way to my first million. I'm open to making more money than I ever have before. I'm really excited to learn what it takes to make a million dollars. I'm here for being a millionaire. Whatever it is that gets you pumped and makes you feel open and expansive, that's the verbiage that you want to go with. If it makes you feel fraudulent, if it makes you feel discouraged, that's not the affirmation for you in that moment, which is why in my first book, I made chapters of affirmations for each area of life, like finances, health, relationships. And then I organized them by like your mood 
in that area. So like if you're feeling shitty about your finances, there's a page of affirmations that'll help you feel slightly less shitty, you know? So you work your way up the emotional guidance scale. And if I'm feeling really bad about money, I'm not going to be a vibrational match to the statement. Like I'm open to receiving more money than ever. You know, that's not going to feel good, but you could say, I'm learning how to become more empowered around money. Mm -hmm. I'm becoming better at managing my money. I'm ready to feel better about money. And that's very different. But for that person in that space, it's more helpful than I'm a millionaire. You see? So it's all about playing with the verbiage and like trying on affirmations like you would try on an outfit. Like, ooh, does this feel exciting and expansive today? Or does this make me feel bad about myself? (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) <laughs> yes. I love that. I, I talk about that actually with my clients. It's like when you are trying on thoughts. Yeah, like, exactly. Let's try this on. Let's see how this fits. Ooh, like, I feel like I could get into this and I love yeah. the softening of the affirmations. Uh, I teach my clients, I mean, I guess it's similar, but not similar. It's mm-hmm. same kind of idea of ladder thoughts. So you like work your way up and you call it the emotional scale, which I love. It's like the next best thought. So exactly. Like instead of, you know, lying to yourself because you're like, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. But if like your subconscious doesn't agree with it, it's just like creates more dis, you know, disharmony in your body. So I right. love this like idea of softening like I can just like see it like the the sentence is like so like bold but then when you soften it and make it authentic to you if you kind of like kind of starts like melt into your being yeah and authentic to you in that moment because some days an affirmation might really be working for you if you're feeling confident and excited Uh but that same affirmation tomorrow might not be working for you and that's okay so that's where we just play with it we Mm -hmm. tweak it and we make it work for you because affirmations don't do the magic for you. The reason that affirmations do work when you do them properly and authentically is because the way they make you feel, the way they open you to new possibility, Mm -hmm. the way that they help you to call that in vibrationally. So in order for affirmations to work, they have to either give you a sense of empowerment, excitement, or simply a sense of relief. Because we can't always go for empowerment and excitement, but relief is a good thing to go for, especially if you're like feeling lower. Yeah. Yeah. Like that lower vibration. I love having different affirmations for different, uh, topics based off of how you feel. Like if you're feeling really shitty, like (laughs) here, go to this. I love that. I could like, imagine like reading, like, okay, I'm kind of in this like low energetic state. I need an affirmation that's more aligned with that energy. That's going to slowly work my way up because it is a really big jump. It's a really big jump to, to go from like, I'm freaking out about my finances to I'm a millionaire. Like it just doesn't make sense. The idea of it is like, yes, we love that, but it's just so much more than positive thinking. And I think that's where a lot of people feel discouraged with personal development work is I think that they think that you just, it's, you have to think positive all the time. And I, I just, I don't it's not true yeah yeah I hate that it's it's sad that like we use spirituality against ourselves in that way right like oh if I think one bad thought it's gonna manifest I better not I better be positive all the time and it's like first of all you're human that's not possible (laughs) we can only do our best here okay and also It's not the positivity all the time that makes you a great manifester. It's the lack of resistance. And that can also be lack of 
like not resisting how you feel. So if you feel bad, if you're resisting that, you're in a space of resistance, period. That's blocking anything from coming to you. But if you're open to the pain and you just ride the wave and move through it, no resistance moving through. This is the human experience. I got this. We're breathing. We're feeling better. That is like you can manifest anything from that place because you're never in a space of resistance and you're never pushing things away. You're always just like flowing with life. Mm, God, I love that. I love what you just said. It is, it is so true just from my own experience. Like the time that I've attracted the most amazing things in my life was the absence of resistance. Even I think about my husband, I a thousand percent manifested him down to the car, which was so (laughs) crazy. Like I remember after our first date, when I went and picked up my car, there was only two cars at the establishment because it was the middle of the week. And I'm like, no way he drives a forerunner. Like it was just, I wrote that down. So crazy. But right before we met all of my resistance to relationships, everything that I had gone through, I like had this moment where I just let it all go. And I just allowed myself to be in this place that I had never been before. I was always looking for the next relationship because I had this, I was terrified of ending up alone and I was creating that result. That's a different conversation, but I do, it's like so distinct in my mind, that moment of no resistance. And it was scary. And it's very, um, it's almost, it's very vulnerable because it's almost easier to hide behind their resistance and just allow it to be there. So I love what you just said. I was like, that is so, and I've never heard someone put it that way. And it's just so clear. I mean, in my mind, it's like all these like, all these (laughs) So good. Okay. So is there anything we haven't touched on that you want to share? Mm. I mean, uh, let me think. I mean, there's just always so many like directions we could go in, but I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. We talked a lot about self-love manifesting resistance, releasing, which is my jam. Um, yeah, no, unless you have any more questions, I'm just here to respond, you know? Oh, no, this, I'm a manifesting I, generator. So I don't know how much you know about human design, but <laughs> I mean, if we want, if we want to go down that route, no, I am a, I'm a projector. So you're a manifesting generator. Yes, ma'am. Multi-passionate it. Renaissance yeah. woman over here. Right. Well, and it makes sense with all the, all the different things that you're doing, the writing, the books, the retreats, one-on-one coaching podcasts. Um, so with writing a book, because I imagine, and maybe this is why you're writing a book about releasing resistance, but you know, when you have something that's really on your mind and on your heart, and it's a part of your soul's evolution, there's a lot of resistance. Like that's just a part of it. Right. So you've written quite a few books. How did you overcome the resistance to writing it? And the, the fear that comes along with putting your creative work into the world? Yeah, well, I'm still overcoming it because the way that my resistance to this next book is manifesting is in procrastination. (laughs) And this book has taken me the longest out of all of them because I have an intuitive feeling that's going to be the best one out of all of them. And then when I think that, I feel pressure. I'm like, oh God, this one has to be better than all the other ones, right? So then I start to overthink it. But I think in any of the work that I've ever put out there, especially the books, like 
I just have to get over myself and feel that the message is more important than like how I feel about how it's going to be received, you know, like, especially in the beginning days of blogging and vlogging and being on video and hearing my own voice. I was like, I don't like how I look on camera. I don't like how I sound. I talk too fast. I'm too squeaky, blah, 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 whatever. And you just judge yourself. But then I just had this moment of like, but it's not about you. Like you're doing this work to help other people. Like you, you are a channel, you have messages, you need to spread the word. Like you can't just hoard it all to yourself just because you don't like how you look on video. Like that's so dumb. Right. So you have to like, basically just get over yourself. That's the best advice I have and make the message the most important thing. Because when you have a good message and you know that it's helpful and powerful and impactful, you have like a duty to the world to share it not just like die with it. Yeah. Oh, I love that you said that. I I had a call with a couple of gals and they're, they are starting this business and they asked me a question at the end. They're like, you know, what, what was like the hardest part of starting your business? I was like myself. (laughs) I was like, literally it is always, always yourself. But when you can get over yourself and be able to stay in service, I mean, that's where the magic truly happens and the resistance tends to dissolve. I do the same thing when I'm in my own way. I'm just like, it's not about me. Stop making it about me. And it really does. It dissolves it. And then the purpose just becomes so much bigger than you. And it helps you work with the resistance instead of, you know, the the wall comes up and we're like, Oh, right. I'm just going to pack up my bags. Like, this is just not what I meant to do. And it's like, no, we work with it. So yeah. Yeah, Good. it's important to learn how to master your resistance because the mo- all the most successful people, they might not use that verbiage, but that's what they're doing. They're always overcoming the next piece of resistance. Always, always. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what is so key. It's like, it's not the absence of. I think right. understanding that it's a part of it means that you're always on the right track. Yeah, I mean, it's a part of the process, right? Like a seed doesn't grow into a tree without like the ground resisting it coming up first, right? Like resistance is a natural part of nature. nature. Part of the process, part of the growth process. Yeah, oh, so good. Well, this was so fun, Kelsey. Thank you so much for your time and your brilliance. And I just love your take on self-love and manifestation and affirmations. Like the way that you spoke about it just- made so much sense to me. And I know that my audience is going to love this conversation. So where can people find you? Um, How can they stay connected? Yeah. So everyone can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most prevalent in the social sphere. Just Kelsey Aida, my first and middle name. And uh, my website's KelseyAida.com. The podcast, if you like listening to my wisdom bombs, there's plenty more where that came from on High Vibe in It, three separate words. And I co-host it with one of my best friends, Lindsay Robinson. She's a hypnotherapist. So we talk a lot about everything we talked about today. Self-love, raising your vibration, manifest station hypnosis subconscious work healing blah 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 living your best life etc um so that's a great free resource for people and um oh i have a free gift that i want to give your audience and okay. since we talked about money manifesting it's a money manifestation um mp3 uh what's the word i'm looking for meditation it's a guided meditation that i created that really like works wonders and shifts energy for people. So I'll send you the link to that so you can put it in the show notes. But um, it's one of my favorite processes that I recorded in my own 
way and it's been like really creating some cool success stories so cool okay I will definitely put that in the show notes well thank you so much for your time um before we wrap up I always like to ask my guests what their superpower is if I was to interview your friends and family what they would say your superpower is Mm. they would probably say that I'm extremely insightful And they would probably say like annoyingly, like, oh, she's good at everything she does. (laughs) So be like, why is she good at so many different things? Like they get really annoyed about it. But I'm like, well, sorry, I can't help it if I'm a Renaissance woman. Like here we are. Amazing. Yeah, I think insightful and um, yeah, a a master of many trades. Yeah, I love that. I love that you own that part of yourself. Right. I mean... I can't not because like it's there, right? So my choices are to own it or not. <laughs> exactly. Just bringing it all in and owning it is just a part of your gift. So, so great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm looking forward to staying connected with you. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me on and helping me spread the medicine. <laughs>